Today's episode of Speak LA, the podcast is sponsored by Actors Connection. Before we begin, one of the things we most often hear from our listeners is how hard it is to find an agent. If this is something that you are struggling with, go to ispeakla.com and download our free agent guide today. There's absolutely no shame in not having an agent, but we really want to help you get one. So go to ispeakla.com and grab your free agent guide now. Hey, Jen. Hey, Kim. How you doing? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I love seeing your face. Makes, Same. Makes me happy. Makes me happy. Um, I'm also excited about our guest today, Casting About. Yeah, I know Casting About. They're they're so they're such great guys, and they have they have so much um, just really helpful information to share. Yeah, I, I you know yeah. they have an amazing partnership, Brian and Blair. I would say kind of mm-hmm. like you and I, Jen, in terms oh, of oh, I like it. Oh, you like that? <laughs> Threw that in there. And um, last <laughs> last time we talked to them, we talked a lot about what the site was about and how to network for actors. But this time mm-hmm. we're talking about what it's like to have a great business partner and create a business. And if an actor wants to do that, what do they do besides being the CEO of them, an actor, more so right. like, what if you want to do another side business? So it's going to be, right. it's going to be a good one today. It is. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm really good. How are you? Yeah. What's something that you've been up to LA wise oh. or LA related? Well, I haven't been up to much because, as you know, we're we're still we're still battling this pandemic. Yes, um, this lovely lovely pandemic that we've been you know <sighs> that we've been <laughs> we've been getting through. Sigh, sigh, sigh. But you know, I was just thinking about I was thinking about before we talked just how much how 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 grateful I am to live in L.A. in this city. And one of the things I really love about it that's actually been great during this time when we've you know had to had to sort of stay away from other people and quarantine a little bit is um, how many, how many beautiful places there are so close to LA, you know, how you can, I mean, we talk a lot about the beach and the mountains and all of that, but also that you can, you know, within an hour and a half be in Santa Barbara or in, you know, two and a half hours be in San Diego um, or, you know, your neck of the woods where you grew up, San Francisco, yeah, you know, that there are yeah. so many um, accessible by car places. And for those of us that love a good road trip, I was just thinking how, oh, and Big Sur, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many um, choices for people that, that live in LA. And again, I feel like I sound like a commercial for California, but it really does offer all of that. It really does. It is really fun. Jump in your car put on some tunes and go for a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, you know, for, for, for all of you creatives listening, and I know everybody listening is a creative, they say that um, your car is like where many people are the most, come up with the most creative ideas, mm-hmm. whether it's with your partner, you know, who you're brainstorming with or just a little solitude driving by yourself. But um, it's a, it's a really they 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 say I don't know who they are, but they say it's a it's a really good place to think and um, just be kind of stimulated. The wise ones say it. Yes, the wise, the wise ones. ones. And and Jen <laughs> Jen is now telling us too, which I, I agree with Jen. That's awesome. 
teach grow up? Uh, this is Blair. I was born in Michigan, raised as a little kid in Georgia, and then high school in Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia. That's what I call home. And this is Brian, and I grew up in northern Minnesota. And when you moved to L.A., did, did either of you know anybody here? I knew one person. We knew a couple of people. And what was the career that you moved to L.A. for? Acting, definitely. Uh, it was my wife that got us out here. She wanted to get into the entertainment business. Are you doing that career now? On good days, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife is in the entertainment business, and as it turns out, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how expensive a city would you say L.A. is to live in? Nine and a half. Mm. Yeah, I'd put it at a nine and a half or a 10. Yeah. Is LA welcoming of entrepreneurs, would you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for reasons we should talk about, but I think so. I think so too. And Brian, if you had to sum up LA in one word, what would that word be? Opportunity. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. Love it. <laughs> Very nice. You get a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Blair and Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. Again, we get to have you again. We're so, I'm so, so excited, excited to be Round back. Two. Yes, thank you very much for having us again. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We we wanted to do this again, and and you guys are so generous to to do it because we feel like last time we talked a lot about casting about, which was great. Um, but now we want to talk to you more just about, you know, sort of creative insights and entrepreneur stuff and um, get get more into that world. So for sure. Happy um, to do it and happy to yeah. be back. Thank you. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I would love to uh, start us off just with with a question. Um, in addition to finding casting about you guys teach and you work with new actors um, and I'd love to just put you on the spot immediately and say, if I was a brand new actor moving to LA, can you give me like five ish things that you would tell me to do first? Mm. You mean all the things I wish I would have done or if I could <laughs> exactly. go back and do it all again. Um, okay. This is your so time machine, Blair, go for it. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> go back and let's talk do, to young Blair and tell him how to do it. Right. That's right. Let's do five. And Brian, you jump in too. I think for me, if I go back, okay, one is research where you want to live. Right. L.A. is a big, big place. Lots of different neighborhoods, different types of neighborhoods. Um, some places are going to be more convenient to get to auditions. You know, you want someplace central. you got to be able to get to Santa Monica and Burbank and Culver City and and quickly. So I'd, I'd research that. Um, and that's going to be based on two kind of your your network and your friends. So I think start there. But then uh, number two, start to build your network as soon as you get here. You know, that's one thing I think I've learned is that. Um, What's great about this town is it's a town full of freelancers and all these people trying to tell stories and be creative. And as you build that network, you're going to find other actors and writers and directors and people doing projects that you're going to learn a ton. And, and I think I didn't start, I knew, like I said, one person when I came out here and I, I don't think I built that network fast enough. So I would do that. Um, definitely figure out a side job or something steady. So you're not panicked, right? Um, figure out something that is just going to get you settled, bring in some money for the rent so that 
you can almost get it out of the way to then focus on your plan. Um, what, actually, let's make that number, number four. Um, figure out what your plan is going to be, uh, your your acting plan. And that's going to require, When I remember I had a rule. I had to do one thing for my career every day, like had to do it. Um, and maybe it's more than that. Be carve out a couple hours. This is my when I'm at work acting time. And these are the steps I'm going to do. And it's going to be different for everybody, whether that's, you know, a theater company or a writer's group or finding a class or finding an agent or exploring the SAG foundation for classes or, you know, whatever, right. But have that plan sort of sketched out. So you almost have a list to go to. Um, and, and you know, actually Blair, if I can jump in on that, yeah. the, the, um, the thing to remember is that you're out here, you are in Los Angeles to be an actor and maybe you have a part-time job. Maybe you have other things you do. Maybe you, you know, meet for people socially, whatever. That's all great. Those are all good things to do, but keep your priority list correct. So what Blair's saying about do one thing every day to be, to be an actor, the, the, uh, the another way to look at that same thing is remember your first job is to be an actor mm-hmm. and your, your, you know, your su- survival job, what they sometimes call the survival job is not the most important thing. You can have a survival job somewhere else in another city that's cheaper, that's easier. You're here to be an actor and just don't forget that. Don't let your priorities get flipped around. You're talking to me right now, Brian, aren't you? I, I'm talking <laughs> you. I hear you. All of us. I hear you. I know what you're saying. And then, uh, and then I think, you know, I think, well, I mean, just nuts and bolts, right? Um, um, sign up for Actors Access if you haven't already. Like, because now you're in the database of all the actors and you're submitting yourself for projects and you're starting to figure out who you are and all that stuff we talked about maybe in the last, you know, um, conversation about who you are and what kind of stories you tell and all that stuff. And and that that's going to take some time. So sign up, start submitting for projects. Um, uh, and then... Of course, when you start dealing with union shows, sign up for casting about plug, self-plug, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think actors are best when they act. And um, so, you know, if you get the opportunity, if you you will have the opportunity to take continue to take classes, to continue to find groups of other actors that you can uh, that you can uh, create with. Uh, and, you know, keep learning. Don't uh, don't just show up out here and be like, you know, I only want to work the paid jobs. That's great. We all want to only work the paid jobs. But in between that, do a play, um, be involved in acting classes, um, you know, continue to get better at what you do. Uh, that should be everything in your life. Uh, but uh, but certainly from an acting standpoint, especially when you're new out here, some of the people you meet in acting classes or in other, you know, networking, marketing sort of, you know, support groups, whatever it is, some of those people will um, will be people that you make friendships with, people you make professional relationships with. It's it's a it's a good thing to do. So um, uh, don't let yourself be completely isolated out of the community. Uh, art, uh, creative art is a collaborative process. So um find other people to do it with. I love that. Everything that you guys are saying. And I wish I had known that again, this is, I feel like every time I talk to you guys, it's the, I wish I had known that (laughs) what I say over and over and again. But what I think I I kind of want to talk a little bit about that idea of a side job Mm -hmm. um, because you guys are creatives and you're also business people and you're savvy business people. And that's, that's a side of the brain that I always think for myself was, was, a little complicated to understand when I moved here. And I, I'm wondering, 
I, I have a few questions around this, but the first one I, I'd love to know is, what are your thoughts on actors coming to LA and either creating a side hustle, becoming entrepreneurs themselves, not just actor entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but also maybe something else that they want to create like you guys have done, yeah. um, or finding that uh, assistant job, that waiting table job, that survival yeah. job that you're talking about. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I feel like there's two things here. The one is if you're passionate, passionate about something, if there's something you really feel that you want to do, um, do it. Life's too short to try to figure out, you know, to do something you don't like to do. So if there's something you feel really passionate about, absolutely just, you know, th- for that. Um, but a lot of people need, you know, to pay the bills and do the things and so on. And so, you know, there are jobs that are not job, not necessarily the job that you want to do, but it's the job um, that that keeps you going, that gives you the the, the peace of mind, knowing that your bills are going to be paid. Um, and I think those are two separate things. Um, so, you know, creatives um, uh, sometimes have a passion about something. And if you have a passion about it, I, I absolutely encourage you to, to go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair and I didn't start out trying to be entrepreneurs. It wasn't like we got together and we said, we're going to start a business. It was we had a problem and um, we uh, we started thinking about it and talking about it. And, we, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the business that we started was more out of a necessity than anything else, because there was a problem we were trying to solve and we realized that it would have to be a business in order to keep it going. Um, and so I don't know that we're, you know, the kind of, of entrepreneurs that are like, let's go out and be entrepreneurs. I think we're more the kind of people that are like, we need to, we want to do something. We want to do it right. What does that mean? Well, that means we have to be entrepreneurs to do it. Well, and I think there's something about having an entrepreneurial mindset, right? Where you are maybe looking for solutions. You're looking for, well, that's not the way it it should be. Can we do it better than Mm -hmm. that? And and maybe that leads to something, but something Brian said, I think is is super important there, which is the, about having the passion for it and really being motivated to do it. Because I, I, I've heard other people talk about like, Oh, you know, I can create my own thing and it would bring in residual income and that would be great. And I'm going to go create my side hustle. And, and I've kind of said, well, what is it? Like, I'm not sure yet. Like I'm going to find that side thing. And, to me, that's, it's sort of like deciding you're going to create a viral video. You know, mm. I'm going to make a viral video. Well, no, you're not. You're going to make a video. video and maybe it goes viral. Mm. You know, and I think I've seen some people have this idea that I want to be an actor. So I'm going to create my own side gig, which is going to bring in residual income and it's going to be great. And I would encourage that, except if, if that's your goal is just to create a side thing. That's going to be really hard. It's sort of putting the cart before the horse or whatever, you know, because you do, it is work and it does take more work than you think it does. And there will be administrative stuff and paperwork and problems you don't want to have to solve. And so if there's some need or some opportunity that you're thinking about constantly and you want to dive in and this is passionate for you and it taps into your creative side and it's fulfilling and all that, then hundred percent. I mean, I'm all for that. I mean, it's a leap of faith, but it's great. But, but that shouldn't be your goal is to create, you know, a side thing. Your goal should be to solve a problem or to, you know, create something new that you think of first. Does that, I hope that makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I, I think also it's important because like what you guys were saying about your a- acting should be your number one priority. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're going to create another business, <laughs> obviously that's going yep. to take away from that number one priority. And, and I think mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. I, what I think is really cool about LA, which is one of the things I love about LA is it's really a place where you come to, and, and a lot of actors, I think, have this experience. You come here to be an actor or you come here to pursue something in the industry and suddenly you discover another mm-hmm. passion or you discover something else that you love. And mm-hmm. there is that sort of openness right. and opportunity here that I think is is important for for people to, to remember and to embrace because that's really yep. cool. But if at, if at the end of the day, you really want to be pursuing acting, there's no shame yeah. in that day job. And that's important to remember. For sure. And uh, absolutely not. Um, and, you know, um, you don't, you don't have to apologize for anything you do. Um, well, certain things <laughs> you should probably apologize for, but, you know, but, uh, Putting those aside, um, the uh, uh, you know the choices you make are the choices you make. I mean, you know, back when I was teaching kids, I used to tell the kids, you know, you get when you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror. That is the person you have to answer to. That is the person you have to kind of wrap your arms around and give yourself a hug and say, "I'm okay." And uh, and you know, it is a lifelong struggle to learn that you are responsible for you. Um, you can't blame other people. You can't blame your upbringing. You can't blame your background. You shouldn't blame anyone. This is these are the cards you were dealt. Uh, in many ways, you are lucky. In many ways, you are unlucky. You know what? Take your situation and do something with it. Um, and uh, there's a lot of making excuses for oh well, if only, or I'm sorry that I didn't, or I you know I should be doing or whatever. Um, it is. W- Spend less time beating yourself up over the things you didn't do. Spend less time thinking about beating yourself up about the things you should do. Find whatever energy you have, find the what, something you want to do and do it. It's, you know, it's a lot simpler than looking sideways and comparing yourself to other people. And, you know, am I doing the right things? Am I, uh, is somebody else doing it better than I am? Uh, those are all, that's all energy wasted. So... Camille, you, you said something that got me thinking, and it, it sort of ties to what Brian just said about finding something to do and doing it and, and pursuing. <clears throat> you know, being an entrepreneur is not just creating a new business or starting a new website. You know, it is uh, creating something new. Being an entrepreneur is managing the business of you in, in creative ways, you know, uh, kind of tying into what Brian said. And so I know a lot of people who they come out here to be an actor. And that's part of running your own business. But there's lots about this business that you'll run into. And, and you know, some people, they decide to go help their friend cast a web so, a webisode thing. And then they decide there's something about the casting process they love. And they want to do more of that. And before long, they are now getting into casting. And, and that is becoming their business. And to me, that's entrepreneurial. That is taking yeah. just you and getting into, you know, a new field creatively and or maybe it's writing or maybe it's you know production designer whatever it is that you touch on and and you decide that this there's something inside of you that speaks to that and you want more of that you know and so building that business whatever it could be i think is part of that entrepreneurial spirit too you know it's different than just finding a company and going to work and clocking in every day that's not the way kind of this industry works you know so um kind of having an open mind to like, all right, I know I need some income. Let me get something that's going to help. 
And now let me start paying attention to where, what's what I'm passionate about. Um, and whether that's fulfilling some need or solving a problem or, or just finding more acting work, whatever it is, um, following that I think is actually part of that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit. You know, I, I, I love all that you're saying. And I, I feel like actors are kind of prone to starting their own things, I I guess, because they're, you know, creative types. And I feel like I've known a lot of actors personally who have either started their own businesses or endeavors um, or talked about doing it. I'd love to hear from you guys who have actually done it and done it so successfully. um, What you would say maybe the advantages are to working in that way versus just like a waiting tables job where, you know, you you punch a clock and go home and don't take it with you um, versus the disadvantages. Blair, you talked a little about, you know, there's going to be paperwork and there's going to be, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I'm sure there's also a sense of freedom. And I'd love to I'd love to just hear you talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's both, right? It's there's it's I don't know all the metaphors, double edged sword, two sides, mm-hmm. same coin, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> it, it is it is both. I mean, in the on the upside, um, it, it's fantastic. I mean, Brian and I worked together because there was this need, you know, there's something I wanted for my career, and it was a fun project to dive into, and then it got interesting, and how do we solve it? And then people were signing up, and that's all very exciting, and and it's even when I'm working on it, it's kept me in the world of casting. And I've learned a ton about casting directors. And then when the website was acquired by Breakdown Services, now I've got a desk at Breakdown Services. And like we talked about before, I'm peeking behind the curtain and seeing how things work and learning stuff that I wouldn't have learned before and meeting casting directors and agents Mm -hmm. and all these people that it opened doors. And I'm still working in that area. So uh, definitely a lot of positives. You know, at the same time, it's become a business. And, and, Brian and I, you know, we have employees that that we are responsible for. We need to make sure that their workday is good and working and they're covered and paycheck and now health insurance and all that stuff. That And we'd like them to be happy doing their jobs. There's a, you know, there's a health and wellness uh, aspect to the whole thing. Um, we don't want miserable people working for us. And and we and we have you know the the powers that be uh, the owner of Breakdown Services uh, Gary Marsh uh, who's been you know very kind to us and and a good business partner over the years but we're responsible to the company we report you know so as a friend pointed out to me uh, like hey congratulations you're middle management <laughs> oh no oh no I am that was never the plan you're gonna have to get a collection of ugly ties yeah that was never the plan. Right. So there are times and, you know, there's paperwork and taxes yep. and stuff. And there are times Brian and I just we look at each other and go, this is not mm-hmm. what I signed up for. But this right. little piece now yep. as a whole. Yes, it is. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, the the, the stuff that like we didn't know what we were doing. Right. So we um, we we went out. We bought how to start a small <laughs> business for dummies because, it you know, it, it was it, they named it after us. Um, so, uh, so that it felt like, Hey, they wrote a book for us Um, and (laughs) you still have it. I love that. Um, and, uh, I have it right here. That's awesome. The, um, so, uh, you know, and we, you know, it's okay to, to dive into the unknown. Right. Um, and different people have a different comfort, comfort level with that. Right. Some people want to get all their ducks in a row and make their plans and put their, their charts together. And uh, that's awesome. I, I support you if uh, if that's you. Um, the other people will do a tiny bit of planning and then just hope for the best. Uh, I think somewhere in the middle is a better place to be. Uh, I'm a believer that, you know, in this world, there will never be a perfect time to, to do that thing that you want to do. There's always going to be too many reasons why I'm not ready. 
why I don't have all the information, why I can't. And so it's it's easy to use. We're doing research. We're making lists. We're going into um, uh, you know into research mode as an excuse yeah. for not jumping off the the you know for not starting the thing. But it's also easy to use. Well, I'm an entrepreneur as an excuse for I didn't do my research. I'm making stupid choices. And I don't think either one of those is good, right? So we, so Blair and I were idiots and we didn't know what we were doing, but we were smart in that we bought the book that was written for us and we read that book. We paid attention to the stuff in that book. We have tried as much as possible to be ahead of everything that we need to know before we need to know it. And not that we're perfect at that, but that's our goal, right? And so it's, it's okay to not know. But it's not okay to stop there. To realize there's a learning curve. There, yeah. you know, the, the real world of it does, it, you, you need to be a, ready for that and anticipate as much as you can what's going to come down the road and realize there will be some businessy yeah. stuff that you didn't anticipate. That is not all fun and creative, but that's, that's part of it. And you got to be ready for that. It's, um, it's so interesting how whenever, you know, when listening to you guys talk, it just, it's exactly like how I think of an actor business. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it just mm-hmm. goes hand in hand, like having these expectations that are pretty unrealistic, probably when you first come to LA, yep. like I think of some of my expectations and I was like, wow, that's pretty, that was pretty ambitious of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the first thing I thought was all, it'll take me a year, like I'll be in LA for a year, mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll sort of maybe move somewhere else. Um, yeah, right. And I think it's the same thing with the the entrepreneur, you know, developing your own business or, or having this idea that you want to grow. It's, it's important to have um, realistic goals and also kind of know that there's going to be a lot of um, what the, Jen, you talked about this the other day. What, oh, what, what was it that you were yeah. saying that the things that you do that you're not that excited? And I thought this it was, was such a great, Kids, yeah, in my kids, non preferred activities. How important it is to just embrace non preferred activities. And and how, as Americans, we don't really like non preferred activities and don't really feel like we should have to do non preferred activities. Right? Right? Great point. And and, um, what you just said, Camille, I mean, knowing those activities, those non preferred activities are part of it, you know, getting ready for that is that realistic part. You know, even for acting. Yeah. Um, but you need to have some of that optimism too. I mean, I I've sort of always tried to maintain you know, this sort of realistic optimism. That's I, I'd like to on my best days describe myself that way, where mm-hmm. I I recognize the realism, right? So I'm not blind to it. I'm not Pollyanna. I'm like, yeah, this could fall apart. I could not get my career that I want. I could not succeed as an actor. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm going to set that aside. Mm. Now I'm going to shoot for the moon. You know, why not? Um, I'm going to maintain the optimism that it, why couldn't it work? You know, and then, but I, but I know it, it, I, I'm realistic about it. You know, um, I'm not setting myself up for expectations that, that won't be met. It's, it's, I'm realizing this could happen. Sure. But until it doesn't, let's go for it. You know, let's, let's shoot for the, let's shoot for the moon here. And so you, you're aware of those, but you use the optimism to kind of drive you forward. Yeah. And I, I think too, that the word realistic, I was thinking as you were saying it, it's, um, it's not so much in terms of not having the optimism I'm thinking more so is like, it's, 
it's just knowing that that you have to do the work like that mm-hmm. that there are this like there are steps that you need to take yep. and it's mm-hmm. and you're not the only person that needs to take them yeah you know i think sometimes we can get in that place of like why me yeah. why do i have to do yeah. this and it's like right. well we all have to do it and there can be a joy in that process and that and in that in that dream because yeah. you are going towards that optimistic dream that you have and mm-hmm. part of that dream is the journey yeah, I love it. remind me to play this back for my daughter. That's pretty great. You know, Camilla, I, I love what you're saying about that. I, 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 I'm a big believer in the vision boards. Um, you know, uh, I, I like having a vision. I like having a, a dream. I think, you know, especially artists are dreamers, and that's great. That is great. Don't lose that, right? But if if everything is just something on your vision board, it's not going to happen. You know, uh, I mean, you know, and there'll be people out there who are big fans of the secret that are going to tell me that, you know, that that's they're going to be mad at me for saying that. But the secret of the secret is there is no secret. It's it's work. There is work. What do you, you know? put something up on your vision board and look at it every day and then say to yourself, like Blair said, what am I doing for my career today? What are the things that I'm going to do? If you have a goal, if you want to climb a mountain, the way you climb a mountain is by starting to climb a mountain. You figure out what are the tools that I need to climb that mountain. What are the uh, what training do I need to climb that mountain? What skill set do I need to acquire in order to climb that mountain? What you know, those are have an awesome goal. Have a great goal, sure. But then, what do I need to do, and what can I do today that I can then you know uh, that I can that I can do? And the other part of that too is. Um, give yourself credit when you do it. I don't care how small it is. If you picked up a script and looked at the front cover of it and maybe turned it to page one today, and that's as much energy as you had during a pandemic, pat yourself on the back, right? Um, we're really good at beating ourselves up and that's fine. I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> stop you from your self-flagellation if that's your group, but, but, but balance that on the other side of things Give yourself credit once in a while for something, you know, for yeah. doing something. I did something for my career today. It doesn't, you, you don't have to compare it to somebody else. You don't have to have it be an amazing thing, but just get yourself in the habit of doing something for your goal mm-hmm. and then saying, yay me, because tomorrow you're going to want to do something else for your goal so that you can say, yay me. And eventually the habit is built. You don't even have to try anymore. Just every day, that's the thing that happens. You do you, you can train yourself to be, like Blair said, uh, an optimist, uh, a realistic optimist. You can train yourself to do that, but you have to, you have to start by practicing it. I'm sorry, I'm on a soapbox It's a great soapbox, I love it. I love love so much what you said about climbing the mountain too. That's a a great analogy and and taking that even a step further, um, you know, I think actors, myself included, when they first come to LA, they're so focused on getting an agent and finding a casting director, which I would say, so using your analogy of climbing the mountain, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to, like you said, like you have to find the tools. What tools do I need to climb the mountain? How do I climb the mountain? Take that first step to climbing the mountain. But the past, what we think when we first come sometimes, mm-hmm. I think is, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I can find an agent that can just pick me up and put me on top of the mountain, you know, and I don't have to actually climb the mountain because that agent. Sure. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, people win the lottery every, uh, every day. And if you're one of those people who wins the lottery, that's awesome. But if win the lottery is on your vision board, that's not, I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think uh, for actors, it is way too many, you know, what's your goal? I want to be on a series. You know, I, my goal is I'm going to be a series regular or even worse. I want to be famous. 
I want oh to get God. right. Yeah, what? so I want to be famous. So okay, maybe <laughs> maybe long distance. That's yeah, not a goal. But if you have this long distance thing, uh-huh. I think sometimes probably everybody, but but for you know actors listening to this, the the fun part of this too, part of it is the journey. I mean, it is each little step mm-hmm. because you're going to end up going ways you didn't expect, right? So. Mm-hmm what's the one thing you do for your career today? And what did you learn and what doors opened up and like, Oh my gosh, I met somebody that I didn't expect. And I, you know, one little thing every day could open up a door because there is no path to this silly career. It's not like, you know, you, in other businesses, you go, you do certain things, you have your performance review and then you get your raise and then you get your next title and you up the ladder you go. And that's not this at all. So you have to be able to enjoy the journey and you have to be open to all the different twists and turns and stuff that you, I mean, when I look back, you know, I think about jobs I've gotten or the agents or managers I have. I mean, it, it all came not from my original goal, but from the person I met who led me to this person. And then that didn't work out, but in a conversation I met this person and then at that meeting, and then it's this maze, you know, uh, and you're not gonna be able to plot that out. So yeah, you have a long-term goal, but doing the one thing, or the two things or whatever it is every day and seeing where it takes you, you have to be open to that and you have to enjoy that because that is going to be your career for most of us Mm -hmm. is that journey. Right. We have time for one more question. Camille, you want to take it? I actually do have one that I was thinking, (laughs) if that's okay. Um, I love to, we we always like to talk about confidence Mm. in our podcast and it's something I think that I always think about, talk to my students a lot about. And you guys are both really good at making connections. I mean, your whole business about is about connections. You two have such an amazing rapport. I mean, we're so grateful to know you now. <laughs> and, um, and that's what you do. What would you say? Because making connections can sometimes be a very scary mm-hmm. step to take. Mm-hmm. Picking up the phone to call a casting office or reaching out and, and sending a mailing. And it, it kind of goes back to me, to that idea of confidence, like mm-hmm. how you can do something that is scary, what I would call a scary phone call or a scary step. And some people are great at it. And some people, it is terrifying. Yeah. So I am curious because this is something you do so well. Your business is about this. What what advice would you give to an actor um, about that, about making connections when you're afraid and where, to, where they can pull confidence from? Mm-hmm. It's something we've thought about a lot because um, – it had to do with the birth of, of, of uh, this business and casting about it has to do with how actors reach out to casting directors. And I think over the years when we've talked about it, because in a way, you know, casting about was about marketing yourself as an actor. So we started thinking about marketing. What does that actually mean? What do those relationships mean? Um, and we've learned a ton and Brian, I'm going to let you run with this because um, the idea of, networking and relationship building and making connections can be scary for a lot of people. And, and, you know, Brian comes from a sort of PR and marketing background. And so he was asking me questions about how actors do it and why they do it. And um, I think part of the reason why it's so scary, Nikki, is because most people do it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a kind of a, a, a aha moment, a light bulb moment uh, a bunch of years ago. I've been talking about it. I think I talked about it in the last session. So when we talked uh, previously, so I don't want to necessarily hit it too hard that way, but um, um, uh, relationships come from a place of service. Good relationships come from a place of service. Start by at, not asking the question, how can you help me? But start by asking the question, how can I help you? 
what if, if, if I'm in a relationship and I'm focused on what can I do for the other person? What can I do for this relationship that makes this relationship better? What can I do to make your job better? What can I make you look do to make you look good in front of your boss? How can I make your day better? Uh, if you start, if you if you build your relationships that way, and if you connect with people from a place of service, uh, it, it, now it's not leachy. Now it's not, I'm asking for a favor. Now I'm offering a gift. Now I'm bringing something of value to the table. And, uh, and I just feel like that's a so much a better way to look at the way you build relationships in, uh, in this town. How can, what do I have that's my unique acting talent, my unique characteristics, my smarts, my creativity, uh, any of those kinds of things? What do I have? that I can bring to a project, that I can bring to a relationship, that I can bring to an audition that's going to make it unique and will make it better. And uh, and if you look at things from that standpoint, now you're not asking for favors. Now you're bringing gifts. And everybody likes that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit harder to do because, first of all, you have to start by listening, right? Mm-hmm. You have to start by listening. What does what is this relationship need or what does this person need or what does this project need? And sometimes you don't have what they need. You know, um, I remember early meeting with a agent. <clears throat> I was new to town, and I just wanted to be wrecked, You know, and uh, it was an opportunity. To, and the interview was all about me, tr- me trying to sell to them. You know, please be my rep. And and ultimately, it didn't. I, I I signed, and it just wasn't the right fit, and it didn't work out. And it's because I don't think I I listened very well to what they needed from a client, how they wanted to approach the business. You know, it, and that's wasn't necessarily me. I couldn't, we couldn't deliver the best for each other, you know? And so, um, listening to find out what the other side needs and whether or not you can do it. And that idea from place of service, actually to tie this back to the idea of, you know, entrepreneur and starting your own business. I think for the actors I know, or the creatives I know who's, who've decided I need a side hustle, I need side income. So I'm going to create something. That's hard. You're starting from you and you need something. And so I want to create something. And when I think back and, you know, we probably didn't realize this at the time, but casting about started because I had this database of information, you know, that, that I wanted for myself uh, to, to pursue my own business. And it was a friend from acting class who said, hey, you know, I could really use this information you know, could, could you get it out there in a way I'd pay for it or whatever, but I, I would be willing to pay for it. I, I could use and need this information. And that was the first time I thought, Oh, well maybe, okay, maybe I, there's something here that is a value that I could provide for other people. Um, and that led to the business. And, um, I, I think I love the phrase coming from a place of service. And I love the idea of listening first and, and realizing maybe there's not a lot I can offer here. This is not the relationship for me. And that can be hard sometimes, you know, especially if you're looking at a, even casting directors, I've been in auditions and they've been talking about what they want. And I've thought, I'm not going to be your guy. I'm going to try everything I can, but I don't think I'm your guy. I don't think I can give you what you want. And that's a bummer, but you know what? That's okay. There's other people in town that I could probably have a stronger relationship with, you know, and that's okay. It's, it's a big town. There's room for all of us here. You know, so um, 
Yeah, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of things we could talk about. And Blair said some stuff, and I want to keep going. And we're running out of time. Um, but I um, one one of the things Camille that you asked about was you know was about fear. How do I get over being afraid? I mean, you kind of said you know it, some of this stuff is scary. Um, uh, when you when you are offering people something that is that that is of value to you, that's something that's important to you, that's of value, it's less scary to do that. It's less um it's 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 less what if they don't like it because it's still that doesn't change you. It doesn't change what your value is. And so how they react to the thing that you're bringing, that's out of your control. Um bring something of value. And if they like it, great. If they don't like it, it's okay. You know, and that makes it a lot less scary. There's a lot less what if involved in the whole thing. When you know, when you keep your focus on I'm I'm offering gifts. And if you like the gift, awesome. If you don't like the gift, I can't help that. I love what you guys are saying. Yeah. We talked about it in the last session, um, but I, I just have to repeat it because it, it changed my acting career. What you just said, Brian, mm-hmm. is how I go into audition rooms now. Because it, it works if you're doing a business, if you're starting a business, if you're having a new representative if you're you know working with a new writing partner whatever it is and it works in the audition room too which is now you can go into the audition room with oh my gosh i hope you not i hope you like me but let me offer you my version of your script let me offer you my story and if you like it that's fantastic we can use it great if you can't i that's okay but we understand each other a little bit better and maybe that's better for the long-term relationship and that's just made a world of difference it makes the audition less scary too. It absolutely does. And what, what I what I love so much about what you guys are saying is I feel like it's a great uh, blueprint for everything in life. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. I, as you're speaking, like my head is spinning with all kinds of things I want, you know, in, in other aspects of my life too. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. that's a perfect way to approach everything, you know, because it, it's, it's, it's more effective and I think it's also more comfortable, Camille, as you were talking about, you know, it sort of eliminates the fear, as Brian was saying, um, and it just feels better. So, I, and I feel like that's sort of um, a great place to wrap up, because I think that has been kind of the theme of, of everything we've talked about today is is sort of um, approaching things with what you can bring to it, how you can, you know, as you guys say, how you can do service. Um, that's sort of how we started with with. Um, Blair talking about, you know, when you arrive in LA, even, you know, how can you, how can you kind of um, bring yourself, what do you want? And how can you um, offer that? I I, th- I love that. Um, thanks so much for being here today, you guys. I, I, I'd love to wrap up if we could with um, an LAism, if, if one of you would um, share with us some, some uh, thing that you have found unique about Los Angeles. Yes, Brian, good. I do. I do have an uh, an LAism. Right. Something I noticed right away when we first moved out here, yeah. and um, really, really quickly, LA is a city built on hills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you, wherever you are in LA, you can always look farther up the hill and see somebody who's got a nicer house or a fancier car or something or other. Um, and I feel like that can create this sense of of like I'm down here and other people are up here. Um, and I think that that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, like in L.A., look up the hills, see the fancy house and congratulate the people who are who, who are there, who have had lucky opportunities or whatever. Um, that doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change your creativity. It, it is OK to be happy for people who have who have had success that, that are on a different place than you are. Um, embrace where you are. 
um, because it's, it's just an easier way to get through the day. Mm. How's that? Is that an LAism? I don't know. That's a total <laughs> LAism. And also the perfect thing I needed to hear today. Inspiration. Uh, yes. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for that. You guys are it's amazing. so much fun. I can't believe I how fast it goes so, by talking to you guys. It's great. It's like a blink. I it's know. It's so fun. Well, well, what everybody listening to this doesn't know is we're just going to keep talking. So, uh, so I'm sorry, we're going to cut off right. the, uh, we're going to finish and then we're just going to keep going. Uh. For a long time. Thank you guys so much yeah. for coming. Thank you guys. I really appreciate Jammer's back, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. So please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA, the podcast. And for more information on Speak LA, go to ispeakla.com. This episode of Speak LA, the podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection offers free resources, including valuable online programs. For more information, go to actorsconnection.com and sign up for their e-blast today. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of homevoiceoverstudio.com. My name is Jen Jostin. And I'm Camille thornton Nelson, and we are the founders of Speak LA. You can find us at ispeakla.com. See you next time. Bye.